in this world, there are people who have witnessed extraordinary events. Ghosts, cryptids, possessions, close encounters, otherworldly entities, and mysterious disappearances. Dim the lights, open your mind, and prepare to step through the dark doorway. Thank you for stepping through the dark doorway. Glad you could make it. This is the place where we talk about the paranormal, discussing spirits, cryptids, mysterious places, unidentified aerial phenomena, otherworldly beings, aliens, and interdimensional entities. If you're like me, then you've been captivated by the paranormal, gluing yourself to the early publications like Fate Magazine, old TV shows such as In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy back in the 70s, to some of the more recent programs on great networks like Destination America, Travel Channel, etc. Shows like Paranormal Witness, Ghost of Shepherdstown, Paranormal Lockdown. And you find yourself fascinated by the interviews on Coast to Coast AM and the programs of Jim Harold. In that great tradition, we are adding a new program to your portfolio of the unknown, The Dark Doorway. So sit back, dim the lights, grab your favorite blanket along with that cup of tea or wine, and let's get this series on the road. This show will feature news and stories about everything encompassing high strangeness. We will be welcoming guests in the future that will fascinate and entertain you with their encounters. The paranormal investigators on the front line, the ufologists and researchers trudging across thick forests and strange places in search of cryptids and mystical locations across the earth. We will also feature people just like you, people who have encountered things they cannot fully explain. These are the people with a story to tell. They want to be heard by not only like-minded people, but those who are curious and want to learn more about that which they cannot fully explain. These things mainstream science cannot validate because of the wispy, inconsistent nature of the evidence presented, or because the hard evidence gathered, such as DNA from a Bigfoot investigation, the alien in the window footage gathered by Stan Romanek, or the first-hand alien abduction encounter of Travis Walton or Betty and Barney Hill that seemed too fantastic for some to wrap their head around. This is our mission. This is our commitment. This is the dark doorway. And what a better place to start than opening the air about some of my own personal experiences. Later on in the show, I will be talking to Lisa Ennis from Yonkers, New York, who has an interesting story to share involving not one but two paranormal encounters. But first... If you're fascinated by the paranormal and you like this podcast, then please support us by subscribing to The Dark Doorway on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook or visit us on darkdoorway.com. Now, turn down the lights and back to the program. Welcome back to The Dark Doorway. I promised to lead with a personal story, and I've had several encounters with the paranormal in my life, and several stand out. I would like to share one of them with you now. Back in the early 90s, I lived in an interesting apartment building. It was in a nice area of town in Buffalo, New York. There were a lot of historical homes in that area, uh, such as the Georgie Newman House, and... Um, this was actually built in the uh, 1875, and it became a bed and breakfast and so forth. And, and it was actually uh, named after um, uh, the home's contractor, actually, who was known for his work on the Frank Lloyd Wright's uh, Darwin, Mountain House, Darwin uh, Martin House. So the basement of the building had an apartment, and um, it had above-ground windows, and uh, I rented it for a nice monthly, uh, monthly sum. And I was in love with this place. It was fully furnished, had beautiful marble fixtures. Uh, the furnishings were just exquisite. And um, it was pretty much everything a young man with a good job could want. 
So um, this place, although it was pretty much my dream apartment at the time, was uh, terrifying to most of my friends. It was had um, a lot of strange noises. Um, there were things that people couldn't explain, and it just gave people an unsettling feeling. Um, a friend of mine at the time, she had a pretty aggressive German shepherd, and that German shepherd was totally terrified of the apartment I lived in. Uh, I would hear my name being called from various locations around the apartment when I knew I was the only one in it. Um, I think nighttime was probably some of the most active times. Um, you could at nighttime hear uh, very loud banging in the walls, and at first I attributed it to some noisy neighbors. And then uh, I realized that's not what it was. The uh, sound actually was as if someone had a large Stilson or pipe wrench and they were just banging it against pipes and it would get louder and louder and it would go on for hours and it usually started anywhere between uh, I'd say about one o'clock and three o'clock in the morning so at one point I remember I got so totally annoyed that I actually sat up in the dark in the middle of the, in the middle of the night and uh, yelled something to the effect of um, I have to get to work in the morning this is too much and I would you please just stop the noise and the banging eventually tapered off to a light tapping over a period of about five minutes and uh, and stopped. So these are the type of experiences that um, I've, se I've had in the past to, to some where I've actually seen full-bodied apparition. And um, I think this is a, a pretty good segue because, um, you know, after that point, I actually moved um, uh, when I took my job, brought me to 36th Street in Lower Manhattan. Well, not exactly lower, but over by uh, Penn Station area, over by Macy's. And uh, to save some money, I decided to uh, room with my uh, cousin, Lisa. And uh, little did I know we were in for some more experiences. And uh, for that part, I'm going to let her share the story. Okay, so Lisa, we had some uh, experiences happen. We, we were actually uh, roommates at one time in uh, Yonkers, New York. And I know prior to uh, my coming to that uh, location, you had some experiences before that uh, of a supernatural type. So why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit about who this person was and some of the things that happened before I got there, and then I'll jump in and I'll discuss some of the experiences that uh, I had as well. Okay. Yeah, it was my son's best friend, and he passed away and um, no sooner than... We came home from the funeral was the first time, um, well, actually, my son saw him. I didn't get to see him. Okay. But we came home from the funeral, and I told my son to go in to take his clothes off and, you know, to relax. And I was preparing his son in the kitchen, and he came back out, and he said, Mom, Steve is sitting on the bed. Now, when he... I don't mean uh, just to kind of interrupt. Now, when he when he said that, did he um, give any uh, description besides it was just Stephen? Did he say, for example, that he was see through, or did he seem solid as if he was actually in the room? Do you know any of that, or it was just Stephen? No, he like as if Stephen himself was sitting there. Okay, okay, okay. So go on. So. You know, I you know I, I looked at him and I just you know I went into the room. I said, "Hold on, Max." So you know, I went into the room first, and Max followed right next to me. And I just told him, "I said, see, you know, I, I didn't see him." I said, "See, he's not here." So you know, go back down on the couch and you know just go relax and I'll fix you your soup. And that was the first incident of my son seeing him. Okay. Um. That, that 
Now there were, now there were other incidents um, that uh, were subsequent to that before I even arrived there, right? Right. Right. Okay. So let's, um, let's hear about some more. Okay. Like one day I'm laying across my bed. It was so hot out that day, and um, I thought that I saw my son go from one side of my door to the next, like as if to stand by the door, just like jump in my room and say, boo, mom, or something like that, because things we used to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, I said, Max, I saw you, and I didn't, have, I didn't hear no response. And I said, Maxwell, and still didn't hear no response. Then all of a sudden I heard, you know, like feet running into his room, because his room was next to mine. Okay. And I heard, because um, he had just cleaned his room, and I heard, like, you know the bins, you know, where he can storage bins? Yeah. So he used to have toys in there. So I heard the top move. I heard the top hit the floor. And then I heard the rustling of the toys. So me, you know, because he just cleaned his room, I'm like, Max, you know, don't be messing up your room. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you make sure you put everything back, you know, right. and the, the wrestling stopped. So, I, you know, I'm still waiting for him to come to the room. Mm-hmm. And then I heard um, the ice cream truck. So now I hear the ice cream truck. And I'm like, come on, Mac, hurry up, hurry up. Ice cream truck is coming to the boy. <laughs> and I still don't hear him. So okay. the next thing I know from the other end of the house, which would be like to the right side, I hear him because I had a long hallway and he had to go through the living room. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard the front door open and slam. And here comes Max flying down the hallway because I hear him, you know, feet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Mom, the ice cream truck is here. You know, and I'm like, like, I know my face must have changed a different color. Like, and I was just looking at him and he kept saying, Mom, Mom. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what? But I'm looking at him, like I, you know, and then I'm like, you're still my trying eyes to process away. the entire, the entire, right. yeah, just wrap your head right. around what happened. And so he's like, ice cream truck, come on, come on, come on. I said, okay, I get my pocket, so you know, I get my the change, you know, the money, and he goes and leaves. And I'm still sitting at the edge of my bed because I'm frozen. Like I don't know what to do. Should I go in the room and look? Yeah, I didn't know what to do. Man, most people would be just, yeah. Most people would be terrified to even go in there and see what made that noise. Could it be? It could be. Right. Could have been a prowler fall. You know. I know. I just saw him, mm-hmm. like, and I heard him in the room. It's, it's clear as day. This is daytime. This is not nighttime. This Correct. is like maybe like two o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm just like, okay. So then he comes back in, he brings me, you know, my ice cream. He's sitting down. I said, man, sit down, sit down, sit down. So he's like, what? No, I'm going to go outside. I said, no. So you started eating his ice cream. I'm eating my ice cream. I said, Max, let me ask you something. Weren't you just in the house? He was like, no, I came in to get the ice cream money, ice cream truck. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, but you didn't go in your room to get a toy or something. Like, he wasn't trying to hide and scare me. And he was like, no. He was like, well, what's the matter? Like, I know I look flushed because he kept asking me over and over again, what's the matter? What's the matter? I said, oh, my God, man. I swear I just saw you. So now I'm sitting there, like, thinking about it. And when I, like, you know, like, you push replay in your head, that replay button, Mm -hmm. to, like, really go back over it. And then I realized it wasn't when I 
in my head, I looked back and I said, wait a minute, that wasn't him. When I, in my head, I'm looking at the face now. And you didn't know him. Now, when you, when you, um, thought back about what you saw in uh, other experiences in the past, when people run into those type of things and they, you know, sometimes it's a, um, a doppelganger or, you know, a spirit that's pretending to be someone that's familiar to you. In this case, it sounds like probably what you saw, you know, at the time that you didn't process was just the the shape of a boy and you didn't make out any clear features of, of what you saw. Is that correct? Or did you make out clear right. features? When I went played replay in my head, because I saw the shirt, I saw the jean shorts, mm-hmm. and I saw it, but in my head, I'm just thinking it's Max. Yeah. But when I when I really thought about it, and I really, like, looked at it in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Steven. Because now I see what I saw, because the hair wasn't the same as my son. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had no hair. It was like a, like a crew cut. Mm-hmm. And I, so me and Max went into the room and I was like, come on. So he is, you know, he's scared. And I'm like, come on, come with me. <laughs> so we're looking and I'm peeking in his room and the top of the, what you call it was off of his bin. Oh, the toy bin? He has three, yeah, those three blue bins with mm-hmm. the top on And the top was on the floor. Yeah. And that's where we just ran outside. It was, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it, um, the fact that um, what you said that Stephen had on, you said about the about the shorts, that right. that strikes yeah. a chord um, with me based on uh, what my what, what my experience was. So, do you have do, is there? Um, so you you saw this, and it turned out mm-hmm. to be an entity. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, uh, yeah. It wasn't Max. Um, you guys left the house, and then uh, you know, did, was there another experience after that that you ran into? Well, there was a couple more times. Yeah. There was times that I had went and I was making drinks and I had plastic cups lined up in my um, refrigerator door. And the door doesn't, like, I'm the way I'm standing, so this way the door stays open. I'm making the drinks or whatever. We usually put eggs and stuff. And the door kept, like, pushing towards me. And I thought it was my dog because I had such a big dog. It was like a Rottweiler, but mm-hmm. not a Rottweiler. And I thought he was trying to get past me. I kept saying, Zara, stop. Zara, stop. Because it was, like, shaking the cups. And it wasn't wasn't Zara, obviously. No. Because at the third time he did it, I really yelled at him, like, Zara, cut it out. And when I seen the motion on the couch in the living room, because the lights were off, but it's still daytime. And I looked, and he looked up at me. And I said, oh, my gosh. I said, okay, okay, I just got the drinks, ran down the hallway, and really run. Like, hurry, walk down the hallway, out the door, jump the steps, and everybody was like, asking, like, what happened? Are you all right? I'm like, no, no, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Nothing. He was acting up again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so light bulbs, that's when, if you remember correctly, remember I was telling you about the light bulbs, I kept thinking that was buying cheap light bulbs, and what it was, that the switch would be off. And I kept thinking that the light bulbs were blown. I kept changing light bulbs. Okay. The toilet seat kept slamming. Now, now I remember the um, I remember the incident with the toilet seat. So why don't you uh, talk right. a little bit about that one? 
I was laying down. It was hot out. This and this, that was like actually the next summer. Because for some reason or another, it started like that August when he passed. And it went on to like October. Now, what, next, what year was this? Um, I'm trying to remember what year you came. How old was Max? I think Max was. I think Max was around. Um, I want to say he was probably around. Well, I'm, I can't, I want to say he was around seven ish around that time. Does that no. sound about right? No, 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 not at all. Probably, no. probably way off the age. But Stephen and him were the same age, and I think he was like eleven. Oh yeah. 11. And um, cause remember Max was small for his age. Yeah. He was smaller for it than regular kids his age. And yeah, Max was about 10 years old. Okay. That, yeah, that, that, sound, that, sounds, that sounds like it. Uh, yeah. Right and there. so that had to be 2010. Okay. So what about the... Uh, now, what about the... Um, now, what about the uh, the toilet seat? Oh, I was made... It was, that, it was the next summer. Um, that's when a lot of activity was starting with that... Um, with the um, light bulbs too, and but the the toilet seat that was, you know, I kept thinking my dog, you know, even though we had clean water, this that there, and, and this particular day I was laying down in the back room. It was so hot outside, so I'm gonna wait till the sun goes down. And um, I kept hearing the toilet seat slam, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, again, my poor dog. Sorry, 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 Zar. But I kept yelling, Zar, cut it out. <laughs> and then I heard it again. And then I'm like, Zar, come here. And then I heard it again. So I cut it out. But this time when I went to get up, so now I'm frustrated. I went to get up and put my foot down on the floor, but I actually put it on my dog because he was laying next to me on the floor though. Wow. So he, he was he wasn't even at me. Like, he was in the room with you the entire time. To get at. Uh, yes, absolutely. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that uh yeah, that's that moment of uh realization and uh yeah. So um I know that um some of the experiences I know we talked in the past about some of the experiences that even I had there. Um you know, I remember uh I recall one time alarm going off morning and uh, doing what I normally do. I might hit sleep, sleep a few times. And I felt someone as if there were hands on the bed, pushing down on it um, sharply, sharply, like, you know, wake up, like your alarm's going off, get up, like that type of thing. And, um, and it happened a couple of times. And I remember, you know, thinking like, you know, maybe it was our something like that. Um, yeah, exactly. All right. He got blamed <laughs> for everything. Your mind trying to rationalize things. So um, I remember that happened a couple of times. And I remember opening my eyes. And you know like how things aren't clearly in focus when you first open your eyes when you first wake mm-hmm. up. And I remember as it was coming into focus, I remember a little boy in the blue or whatever jean shorts standing at the foot of my bed. And in an instant, just a blur shot into the closet and he was gone. And mm-hmm. the very first thing that I did when that, when that happened was I had the, uh, you know, did I just see what I thought I saw moment? And, 
you know, that was one of, of uh, several instances. We had um, the uh, one of the cases where I was actually in the in the kitchen area and I was talking to Max. And we're just having a normal conversation, doing what we do, just cracking jokes and having a good time. And as we're standing there talking, the light switch flipped upwards. And it went click. And we both just stopped talking. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and we like looked at the light switch and looked at each other. And I remember him saying, did you just see that? And I was like, okay, I saw that. So, you know, and then there's been other instances, too. I mean, I can't even count the number of orb photos that we took in that location. And it yeah, bothers me. Amazing. Yeah, it bothers me because I remember um, I had a lot of that stuff on my old computer, and it's just gone now. And there were we had so many orb photos. I mean, it, it was insane yeah. how many orbs we And I remember, I think the most impressive one is the one that I, I'm really upset I can't get back. And I have this that that hokey tattoo on my chest that I never really liked. Um, yeah. and, I, and I remember I took my camera, took a picture of the tattoo on my chest. I wanted to be able to get a better look at it. And I was, you know, had the whole, I'm going to get the whole thing redone at some point. Um, and I remember when I looked at the photo, what turned up on the photo was amazing. I don't know if you remember this. There was in the photo, it looked like, you know, those, uh, white, um, discs, those cotton pads that you use right. to take out makeup. There was yeah. a thick one and it was laying right against my chest. It actually had, had depth. And it was creating a shadow, and it was laying. It was like it was just sitting on my chest. And, I remember. Yeah, and I and to the and I remember I submitted that photo. I think to Shadowlands.net, which was like a a blog where people could post photos of um, mm-hmm. ghosts and stuff they captured. And that was the only place it existed. And to this day, I um I haven't been able to find that photo. And I was I even reached out to them. I think a, a few years ago um, because I was hoping that maybe they kept all those photos in an archive somewhere and I might be able to get my hands on it, but that was it. But that, that was an impressive photo. And, um, you know, like I said, just the many orbs. Well, a lot of them were though, cause you started going back on all the photos. Do you remember that one where you had the sweater on and you was just staying up all night? You set up all the cameras. Yeah. And you, and you had, and you would see the movement. Because you oh yeah. Them in, like sequence. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and yeah, I was, uh, conducting my own, uh, my own, Amateur ghost mm-hmm. investigations at the time. I remember I even did things like um, spread baby powder, you know, things like that. Um, trying, yeah. but didn't catch anything with the baby powder. But I do remember instances where uh, Czar would, you know, because the the room was off was near that was off of the kitchen, and I remember instances where Czar would go to walk past the room, and he would actually go to the opposite side of the kitchen and walk along the wall till he got past mm-hmm. the door, and then going. It's like he didn't want anything to do with that room sometimes. Exactly. And I and I always thought that was weird. So, um, just going, keeping on with the the, the paranormal theme, um, I know that you had something that happened um, back when you back when you were um, back when you were married, or when you got married a long time ago, many years ago. I know that something happened. So why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about that? Oh um, well, the day I got married, it was you know, very simple. Um, so. It was about, let me see, the rest of the day, because we went to the judge. So the way I remember this is because the pizza parlor closes at 12, and I really wanted to get there because I really wanted a slice of pizza. So me and my husband, <clears throat> when this is in Poughkeepsie, mm-hmm. and we drove to TJ's Pizza. 
up Main Street, and as we're pulling in, and he had, like, a big car, like an LTD, always, like, one of those big old cars. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Kind of so comes with an anchor. In, basically. <laughs> so, and the way the parking lot is, it's kind of like a rectangle. So it's like you've got to go in, and you have to, like, cut to the right quick because there's really not that much space. And it's, like, one of those really, really high gates. So we parked away, but as we, no, bring back up. As we're coming in, there's this guy, mm-hmm. now I'm thinking he's on track because he's standing there screaming at the front. Now, mind you, we still look too so and it's a little, like, pick up to it late because, you know, we're across a the sidewalk going into this parking lot. Yeah. So it's a little lifted. So he's, like, screaming. Oh my God! Look, this was January second, nineteen eighty-five, the day I got married. Okay. And he was screaming, "Oh my God! Please look, I'm not crazy." He kept going on and on, and just screaming to the point where he had to put his hands on top of the car, and you know, and finally he backed up, like because you know my husband got mad. He backed up. He said, I just need you to look. I'm not crazy. I'm not bad. He said, so we pulled in, getting out the car. He's still screaming and carrying on. I remember looking over to my left, and there's a little house there, like, right beyond the gate. Because it's one of those, like, that gate had to have been, like, 10 feet high. But, you know, the um the metal gate. Uh-huh. So, and it was a lady who stayed up there with one of those, like, moomoos on, those duster robes or whatever, and she's screaming, you know, get her behind in here, blah, 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 and they're going back and forth, and he just keeps focusing on us, though, to look. And finally, because the way my husband's getting out the car, like, so his back is towards him. Me, I'm getting out the car, and I'm facing him, but I'm on the side of the car, on the passenger side. Mm-hmm. So, when I do look, Lo and behold, clear as day, and when I tell you it was so nice that day, it was like I had a sweater on and a camera, like you didn't need a coat. The windows were open. It was beautiful. Clear sky all day, gorgeous night. There was a UFO sitting right there. Now, when you I, say when you say UFO, I, what, what could you describe? What, what do you remember? About that night, did it make sound? Was it round? Was it triangular? There was what can no you tell me? sound. No, it was round. You, I can literally see. It was so close to us and so low to the floor, to not to not to the floor, but above the house. Because the way the way it's set up, um, beyond that gate, like I said, it's like kind of like a triangle. It's not a, a re, you know, I mean, a rectangle um, parking lot. Mm-hmm. So beyond that gate. And of that end of the gate, there are houses. There's another street there. So it's like literally that corner, and there's houses. So it looked like it was like literally sitting above a house. It, when I look like to this day, and I tell the story every day, all day to whoever can list, listen for the past, what, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I tell them, when I look at a six-foot, uh, I mean, a six-story building, yeah. That's how close it was. Wow. That's how close it was. You like I could see the top, the 
the middle, the side. It was sitting, just sitting there. The lights on the bottom, they were going around. The lights on the outside were going around, even on the top. And it was just sitting there to the point where when I, I had told my husband to turn around and look, and she looked. And it was, was it was just sitting there. What was his reaction when it, he when he saw that? He was, I wasn't watching him. I didn't want to take my eyes off of it okay. because I was trying to burn it into my memory. But what I do remember is that I stopped and I thought about this. Let me go get some more witnesses. I ran into the pizza parlor. <laughs> I ran into the pizza parlor. You guys got to see this. Da, 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 da. And people started, I said, calm, calm down. You guys see this. And the, some of the people that were in it, because it's a very small one. So maybe there was like maybe five other people came out. Now, the two, that place is like family-owned. So the okay. brothers that work there, where the car was parked at, there's a door there. They came out that door. Mm-hmm. And when they came beyond the door and looked, because I'm pointing to now, we all came out, and everybody saw it. Then it, it like, moved um, right, like, just it shifted just a little bit mm-hmm. to the right. And some girl that was standing next to me, like, I think that kind of, like, broke my tra- concentration again. Yeah. Because I just don't, didn't ever want to forget this as long as I lived. And she screamed, and and she panicked everybody else, and they ran, except for, you know, and the guys is still, the, the, I remember looking at the white guy, I remember looking at the other white lady that was right there, the one that was in the moo and then my husband ran to the car, he, he's yelling and cursing, get in the car, Lisa, get in the car, and I'm still, I'm walking towards the car, but I'm not breaking my look, like staring at this thing. And I, like I said, the windows were because it was, you know, it was so cool. And he got in the car, he started up the car, and I was by the passenger window with my hands on the window. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, he's like grabbing my hands, like trying to pull me in the car. My head is getting, my neck is getting stuck, and I'm like trying to pull back. Finally, I, I get him to release me because now he's panicked. I get in the car, he backs up, hits the gate starts taking off, and we start heading down the city. But I had jumped to the back seat. He's all still, you know, now you're trying to see your UFO. I'm like, oh, my God, did you see that? That was beautiful, blah, blah. And he was just so, he's like, don't you ever tell nobody. One, he was in the Marines. You know what I'm saying? And he's like a little war hero. Don't you ever tell nobody. As long as you live, they're going to think you're crazy. People always think I'm crazy. I don't care. You know, (laughs) and I told the story, and I didn't care. No, now, when um, when you guys were leaving, did did you see the craft actually exit the area, or did you guys leave no. before it exited the area? We left before it exited the area. Like I said, it moved to the right, maybe like a foot, mm-hmm. and it still was sitting there. It just there was no sound. There was there was nothing. It was just it was so pretty. Like I can't under, I can't. Like, it just looks so perfect. I don't know. I can't, you know. Now, um, the obvious questions, did it appear, um, did it appear metallic? Did it have a sheen to it? What did yes. it, so did it, was That's it? what I'm saying. It was pretty. It was like so shiny. It was metallic, like a, like a dark, dark gray silver. Like a, gu- like a gun metal type. Like right. Like gu- a gun metal type. And then, yeah. and then with the lights, they were, they, they were from red, to white to blue 
on the bottom, the bottom circle, mm-hmm. and then on the outside, they they lit some light. It would be all white, and then it it would change to a different color, and then it would change to another. And the top ones were, were kind of matching the bottom ones. Now, how about um, uh, how about how about uh, like windows? Could you see any windows in it, or was it just completely no just completely no seamless, just uh, with except no. for the lights? No, seamless. Okay. It was, but it was just, yeah. Okay. So, the, 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 this is, stories like this are pretty amazing. And one of the things that, um, that's why this really, uh, makes sense is because the Hudson Valley area is actually notorious for, uh, UFO activity. So when you start going down the Hudson River Valley and you start heading toward, um, you know, from New York all the way to upstate, you, um, there's been a lot of, uh, uh, UFO sightings. A lot of famous sightings have occurred there as well. It's like, uh, out here in Florida, you have, uh, the, the very famous Gulf Breeze sightings in Phoenix. You have the, the Phoenix lights in Texas. You have the, the Lubbock lights from, uh, from Lubbock, Texas. So you were actually in that area is actually a UFO hotspot. So the, the fact that you, you were actually witness, firsthand witness to something that a lot of people may only read about or may only have secondhand accounts. That right there is is pretty amazing in in and of itself. And that's a story that you should always like you said, that's something that you let let stay burn into your memory and that's something that, that that's it's an amazing story that you have that that you can actually share to uh to people for years to come. So you actually had some um some very interesting paranormal encounters. So everything from uh the spirit side of the paranormal world to the uh, extra aerial phenomenon, uh, side of the world, U, uh, UATs. And, and, Absolutely. Yeah, so that, that's actually that's a good story. Nobody can ever, ever tell me. I know what I saw. You know what I'm saying? So when people, you know, you could always tell when people haven't seen something or they're just going on by somebody else's information mm-hmm. or what have you. Like I always tell people, you can believe me or you don't have to. I don't care. I know what I saw and nobody has to ever, ever take that away from me. Wow. I wish. The only thing I ever wished is that I could, I knew that guy. Yeah. Because he's the one that made me a witness. Yeah. I would, you know what? Sometimes I've actually tried to look up in Hudson Valley, especially Poughkeepsie, mm-hmm. um, to see if anybody, you know, I go into MUFON, and I'll be trying to see if anybody had reported it from 1985. Yeah. And you, you know what I'm saying? I would love to know who that guy was. Well, one of the yeah, things that you was. one of the things that you mentioned too is just your um your your ex husband's reaction um that that's that was typical of typical of that um of that period you know it, there was a stigma right. attached to it and you know luckily times have changed I mean you have uh you know that we're we're in an area or in, in an era of um you know um where people feel that we're near disclosure like uh, there were stories in the New York Times. Um, about government admission of um, oh. researching UFOs and so forth. So, yes. pe- yeah. So, so people feel that now that we're getting closer and closer to a time of disclosure, that you know, it's it's not something to um, to be scoffed at like it like it was. You know, pilots are coming forward now more more often than never or than before. And where people aren't as crazy as they yeah, yeah, exactly. Because their their careers their careers were in danger. You know, if you're a pilot, right. you're a commercial airline pilot, you're a military pilot, and you go back and say, "Hey, I saw some aerial phenomena." 
then at that point right. they they're ordering psyche valves and they they want to go back and say think you know assume that there's something wrong with the pilot whereas the reality is pilots military personnel commercial airline pilots these are guys that are guys these are guys and women that are that are trained to recognize other objects in the air so the likelihood that they're seeing the planet venus or they're seeing um light being reflected off of uh off of uh, atmospheric uh can I forget what the atmospheric conditions call we have atmospheric density and it's re- reflecting light the same way that if you're looking in a desert and the, it seems to warp as though you're looking at water and it's the, it's because of the uh, atmospheric density changing the heat well yeah these these things are gone these are people that are that can recognize the difference and if a pilot says that a cigar shaped craft or a triangular shaped craft was pacing the airplane and then shot off at some uh, realistically, unrealistically fast speed, you know, to go back and attribute that to a reflection of the planet Venus or they saw Jupiter or their eyes are playing tricks on them, especially if they had a co-pilot oh, and yeah. navigator. Yeah, it's just, it, it, these type of things are just, they're getting, people are at the point now where they're, they're, they're not swallowing these, um, these cookie cutter, uh, type of, uh, explanations for, for real phenomena. So, um, yeah, so I want to thank you. I want to thank you for sharing your story with us. Lisa, and and it was a pleasure having you on. And maybe at some point you'll have some more stories for us because I'm quite sure this probably won't be the last time that you uh, see something. So <laughs> yeah. So I want to thank you I, once I, again. I always keep my eyes to the sky. Trust me. <laughs> okay, and um, you have a great evening. I'd like to thank Lisa for sharing that story with us here tonight at the dark doorway. And on that note, it's time to turn the lights back up. And I hope that you support us by subscribing to us and rating us in your favorite podcast app. On behalf of The Dark Doorway, I'm your host, Mark Bolden, and I remind you to open your mind, ask questions, and always ask yourself, what if? Good night, everybody.